Welcome to the 163rd episode of the Mouse Life Podcast. I'm Samantha, your server for tonight's episode. Tonight, we are ordering, serving, and bringing out our own magic at home this week by cooking and reviewing our favorite Disney meals. I'm just going to give a spoiler alert that this did not go so well for me, so I'm really hoping that it goes better for my co-host. Speaking of co-hosts, I have John. Yep. Jeff. Hello. Jen S. Hi, everybody. And Shelby with me this evening. Hi, everyone. Um, the only news story I have is that the Disney uh, theme parks, Disney World, will be increasing their capacity. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we just had to talk go. about this on our, like, kind of like our pre-show talk, but I just got back from Disney World this morning. We were there Wednesday to, to this morning early. We Our flight left at 7 a.m., so we got picked up in the middle of the night. And let me tell you, if the capacity is getting raised, they're going to have to do something. Fast pass, something. Yeah, because they don't have anything that eats the people. Yeah, they closed all the people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they closed all the people. We waited 40 minutes for It's a Small World. It's a Small World and Mansions lines, like, mixed together. Like, people didn't know if they were going. It was like a surprise. Like... What a he didn't know what you were in line for. So yeah. how is that working? Is it like only like two fa- like one family per boat? So on It's a Small World, we had the front row. We had the whole boat to ourselves. On Pirates, they put us on in row one and row three. And then in row six, there was another family. So it just kind of depends on the cast member, I think. Um, how many people you have and right. how, many people, it's, how many people behind you have. and yeah. Right. And then I'm trying to think, like, of, like of course, like, Winnie the Pooh, Ventures of Winnie the Pooh, like, we had, like, multiple honey pots because there was, there's eight of us. Um, same with Peter Pan. We had, you know, multiple um, ships or whatever, flying ships. And then Jolly Rogers. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it just kind of depends on like, and in the safari, they're loading every single row because they have plastic dividers. So you can, so yeah, there's no like social distancing there. We had a, we had a couple in front of us. We had two rows and then the three rows behind us were full of people that we didn't know. But you were separated from them by a plexiglass thing. It's like a plastic. It's not plexiglass. But a thing. Yes. They weren't it's self-separation. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't get around to doing the Frozen show because um, it's like once an hour. And we just didn't get around to doing that. Um, there was another show that we didn't end up. There was something else we ended up not doing. Um it was funny because the, even the kids, the older kids, the twins and Kylie kept saying, well, why can we go see PhilharMagic, but we can't do this? Like, and why can we do this, but we can't do that? Like, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for you. Like, I don't know. But they're going to have to do something. It's not something. like all theater things are closed because PhilharMagic's open. Right. And, and so Frozen Muppets is open. And Frozen is open. And Muppets 3D is open. Yeah, and and in the auditoriums, it was four seats together every other row. So you'd have four seats and then four seats blocked off, four seats and then four seats blocked off, and then the row before you and after and behind you were blocked off. Okay. 
but that didn't stop people from trying to sit there. Like, I mean, and then I'm trying to think something else. Oh, like the the line from Millennium Falcon was all the way out to Toy Story Land at one point. Oh God! And then, like, um, we did see uh, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy for the first time. That's um, cute. It. It is really cute. It's like 10 minutes long and it's not really a people eater because they only do one family per thing. So it only seats like probably 25 to 30 people right now, but that was like another show. So like the kids were just very like, okay, you know, why can't we do Fantasmic, but we can, you know, go sit in auditoriums with people. I'm like, guys, I don't know. Like, I don't really have any, I don't have any well, yeah, some of the shows, they though. just don't have the people because they fired everybody. <laughs> right. Right. Well, not fire well, everybody, but... but um, yeah, the little cavalcades were cute. It rained a lot the first day, but once it cleared up and the kids... Allie's really still one of the characters, so... She got to see Mickey and Minnie on the floats. And then we got, we were going to Splash Mountain and she saw um, the princesses came out on the floats and she really liked that. So that was kind of like nice. They'll still have those little touches. How were the crowds the things? Um, I mean, they weren't like three and four rows deep like they are for like a normal parade. But I don't feel like anybody was like making an effort to social distance. And... N- I kind of was nervous like a week before we we went because there's been several prominent Disney Disney people on Twitter that I follow who have come home and claimed that they got they've gotten COVID from Disney. Um, whether that's a true statement or not, I'm not sure. But because Disney's still claiming that they don't have any outbreaks tied to the parks, yeah. but based off of what I saw at Disney Springs and what I saw at the parks, um, it wouldn't surprise me. I would say mass compliance was about 75%. The other 25% simply weren't wearing them at all or they were they were wearing them incorrectly. Um, and that was a bit of a struggle with having ADHD kids, you know, because we were constantly like, put your mask over your nose, put your mask over your nose, put your mask over your nose, and then they're upset because they're tired of us getting on to them, and then they get embarrassed when cast members say something to them about it. it just, yeah. So hopefully if they're really raising capacity they're going to hopefully open some more stuff back up that eat people (laughs) you think they'd have to even if it was like if they opened up like beauty and the beast stage and had like i don't know like little 15 minute performances or something like something to like draw people in just for a few minutes to kind of break the crowds up because like Everest went down yesterday and had an hour wait so we booked it over to Dinosaur because we knew that even it was 50 minutes then once all those people left the queue because they closed the queue for it they were all going to go to Dinosaur probably and it ended up being over a two hour wait Wow! and that's stuff that like I don't even really see during the summer when we go so I don't know, but so at twenty five percent capacity, how many people are in the park compared to an extra ten percent at thirty five percent, which is well, what never, they're saying is what they're the running at now. They never come off the number, right? So, so they never you know released. Yeah, I think that they 
I mean, a lot of people have guesstimated what the max capacity of a park is at 100%, like at a phase, a phase four closure for capacity, but I don't think we know for sure what that, and like Magic Kingdom's like 110,000 people, I think, is their guesstimation. So 25% is roughly like 30,000 people. So another you know, you'd probably be looking at about 35,000 people. That's still a lot of people, even if it's not at capacity. But we also don't know what the average operating percentage was before COVID either. Okay. So, like, we don't know, like, on an average day, that's not a holiday or whatever. Does the parks average 50%, 60%? We don't know. But I can tell you that we tried to switch to Epcot yesterday morning and all of the park reservations other than Animal Kingdom were closed. And by the time we got to Animal Kingdom at 9 a.m., there was a sign out there saying that there was no park reservations available at any park yesterday. So all of the Disney parks were at capacity. Sounds like fun. Yeah. But we also have to remember that October, well, this is November, I guess, but October, and I guess the fall is a lot busier, is the new summer. Right. The last time Disney had a normal year, the fall was busier than the summer. It was busier in October than it was in July. And I think couple that with, okay, because of COVID, a lot of people, a lot of kids are virtual learning. Well, heck, yep. you can virtual learn anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't we go? We have people like here that. doing that. Yeah. I've got a friend. I, we suspected it. I've got a friend that's a family photographer, and she was telling me about she had a family that is here on vacation but couldn't meet her on the beach until after five because both parents were working and the kids were in school <laughs> at their beach house. Right. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends who do. I mean, they've taken road trips, they've rented RVs and driven all over, and their kids just do school when they can. Our kids virtually, though, don't have like a set schedule, really. It's mostly if you're 100% virtual and have chosen to be 100% virtual, then it's like you get assignments and you get due dates, and the teacher's logged on from a certain time to a certain time every day. And yeah, but you, you don't have use... to be in a certain place to do that. Right. The kids that, like we, the kids, yeah, the kids that are hybrid, so where they still go to in-person school half the week and stay home half the week, they have a set schedule. So, like, on Tuesday, Thursday, when my niece is hybrid, she has to be up and logged in by 8 a.m. Yeah, but she doesn't have to be at home, is, I guess, our point. No, no, she She doesn't have to be at home, but she can be, yeah, she can be anywhere, but... Yeah, so, um, but, I mean, I guess she kind of does have to be at home being vibrant, <sighs> vibrant, hybrid, yeah, because yeah, she's going to school, sometimes, she's going to school yeah. the next day or the day before, so, but I wish anybody luck who was trying to do virtual school on that Wi-Fi, it was rough. <laughs> be like the greenie, whatever, so, I guess that was my, my mini um, uh, trip report. So, John... Do you have rumors? I got rumors slash news. Okay, let's hear it. News. Worthy is Magic Kingdom is testing fireworks tomorrow night, Woo-hoo! the 16th. At, was it 10 p.m., Shelby? Yeah, after the park closes. So I was told by a cast member friend that this is potentially like a, a first run through of the new fireworks show for the 50th anniversary. This is not like a fireworks show to test for returning right now. But they don't know. 
for sure. Is that what you heard, John? I I have not heard anything. I just saw that they were testing fireworks. (laughs) But we are going to get news, some kind of news this weekend, this week, because they are have a virtual event for D23 called D23 Fantastic Worlds. And at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, the 19th, Disney D23 is hosting an event called Epcot, The Magic of Possibility. And this is going to essentially discuss the evolution of Epcot. And there is rumors that we will get an opening date for Ratatouille. That would be exciting. Yes. Awesome. Among other things that are going on in Epcot. So we'll see. That'd be cool. So I think this week was originally supposed to be the D23 event at Disney World. So that instead of having it canceling it, it sounds like they're just having a virtual of it. Well, that's good though. Yeah. And then of course, Hall of Presence will probably be closing now. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to do a do. Oh a, yes, a new. Oh, oh, they drug their feet last time. It'd be funny to see how long it takes on this. That's been going around this Twitter, yeah. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. It took them like <laughs> it took them like a year and a half last time. They'll this one out in four weeks. They could just refurb the. They could just like get the stunt double from the dude in a uh, Carousel of Progress, and he'd be pretty good. <laughs> no yeah. difference from fifty feet. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, besides the Epcot news and and that, and then the fireworks. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that we see fireworks. I mean, Harmonious seems to be moving along, so that's eventually going to premiere next year. At some point, I would think. Did anybody see this just happened today? Figment wearing Y'all, an the ugly imagination. <laughs> and I'm a dork. I want one. He's wearing what? He's sweater. wearing an ugly, ugly Im- imagination sweater. Oh, my just had it up. It's amazing. Nice. The picture again. Yeah, I need a, I need a picture. Oh, that is so cute. He's adorable. I think I'm not. You're going to share. I'm save, just about to. Save the photo. Save the photo, Shelby. Oh, I closed out Twitter. Technology's not my friend today. Okay, I'll share that with the group. It's blue. And white. It's got little designs on it and little, like, Imagination. snowflakes. But, yeah. Oh, he's got the pavilions at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Swirly in the middle there. Oh, they've got to sell this. Right? <laughs> they got to sell this. They have got to sell this. Isn't it adorable? I would have that. And it's one of those things, too, you'd wear, and it's not, like, advertently Disney. Exactly. So nobody exactly. would know what it was no, no, unless... It was. Exactly. No, only, only the people in the know would know. Yeah. Oh, I would have one of those in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, that's my kind of stuff. I like that stuff. That's so cool. Is that it for our news and rumors? It is. All right. Well, a few weeks ago, my husband Cameron said, since Mouselife likes Disney food so much, why don't you guys try to cook some of your favorites at home and review it? And I pitched it to the group and we ran with it. So this is the first ever Mouselife cooking review after three years. And um, I'm just going to preface and say this, that I am not that good of a cook. I can, like, follow a recipe, but and, like, but most of the time it goes bad. So I already knew that this was not going to happen. 
very well. So we tried to use Disney released recipes, so official recipes from Disney. Jeff has like a cookbook, Disney, the Disney Parks blog every once in a while will you know, put we're things out there. Cookbooks, if we're being honest over I would like some Disney cookbooks. That would oh, be fantastic. Um so we're just going to talk about how what we made and how it went. And I think we should give a 1 out of 10 rating on our on our dishes. Who wants to start? Um, I made the cottage pie from Epcot's Rose and Crown. It is like shepherd's pie, but it's just beef, which is nice because I, I don't eat lamb. Um, so what it is, it's um, beef and onions and then mashed potatoes on top and then you bake it and there was no veggie in it so i had to make a veggie separate because we always do that and then um, it wasn't bad it was a little bland but it was it wasn't bad yeah exactly and that's the thing it was it was british food it was i like i mean i it's very um comforting so that was great and i will totally the kids loved it so i will totally do that again and then for dessert we did the ohana bread pudding from the polynesian resort and um with the banana foster sauce now i used the recipe called for um french bread which the market did not have supermarket did not have so i did get a a loaf of fresh bread and I diced that up and used that. Next time I would like to try to make the pineapple coconut bread that Ohana actually uses for it mm-hmm. and then make the bread pudding out of that. But that was a giant, giant hit. And um, then you know, I had the caramel. It's very easy. It was easier than the cottage pie. <laughs> yeah. Because the mashed potatoes took the longest for the cottage pie. But um, yeah, the bread pudding is so easy to make. You just dice it all up and then put it in the casserole dish, which is 9 by 13. And then make the mixture and pour it over top and just bake it. And then had the caramel sauce and then um, with diced up bananas in it. And it was lovely. So that was a 10 out of 10. The cottage where'd, pie. Where'd, I, I, where'd you find that recipe? Oh, both recipes I found on um, All Ears. Okay, cool. I actually just Googled it, and they both happened to be on there. Yeah, so I would do, yeah, the cottage pie was like an 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. I mean, it was a big hit. So, and then the bread pudding was 10 out of 10. I mean, that was just, it was amazing. Well, I think that the, I think I could maybe handle making the cottage pie. Like, Yeah, it's not- really easy. It's just a little labor intensive like you know because you got to get the potatoes separate and then put them all together but other than that yeah it's really easy you could totally do it okay john i know you and veronica made a few things uh, wait let's correct that i didn't make anything veronica did all the work oh well <laughs> to veronica for doing the work <laughs> yay yay thanks veronica for helping john participate in our shenanigans well I told her that I was actually going to go out. She goes, what are you, are you nuts? She goes, well, why would you even say that? She knows I'll cook. Oh, so we picked, so we did the Gratin de Macaroni from Chef de France. That was a 10 out of 10, I'd have to say. All that is, is she said it was very easy. It was, uh, basically you're making a roux with, uh, the milk and the, I think, what is it? Cause we got it off of, uh, all as well. 
Typically, a roux is like milk and butter and flour, or flour and butter, depending on what you're making. And then we made well anyway, but you use use nutmeg and a uh, the Gruyere cheese. It was excellent. That I will love. And then so that was we made one night, and then. The next night she, we made – so the Pigalicious Cupcakes, we don't have a cupcake pan, so we made a cake out of it instead. It's, it's heavy. We'll say that. Um, you – essentially you make – we made 12 slices of bacon, and then instead of using oil, you're using the bacon fat for the cake. And all it is is a yellow cake mix uh, with, like I said, the bacon fat – and bacon, and then it's a maple cream cheese icing, which was, like I said, I would say this was about a 7 out of 10 because of how heavy it is. And But the sweet and salt, it's not too sweet and it's not too salty because you put pretzels on top of the, the cream <laughs> cheese icing. Of course you do. But it was good. It's good. I love that cupcake. Jen, did you end up making anything? Yes. Um, so the things that I picked, I also found them on all ears. And I actually picked just like whatever stuff that I had. I found a recipe to use what I had. So uh, first I made a mushroom risotto from Le Cellier. And I liked it. Um, the boys did not like it. They said the mush they didn't like how the mushrooms tasted um but i have not made a risotto before it was pretty easy it just takes a little time sitting there you put in beef broth in it and it has to absorb the beef broth and then you put more in and it absorbs and you just keep doing that Risotto is one of my favorite things to make because i like to stir and it, you can sit there forever and just stir. It's yeah. so much fun. I, we thought about wine. making that. I make I drink the wine while I'm stirring, so it's fun. <laughs> but it was good. I liked it. I would rate it maybe like an eight, I guess. Um, and then I made um it was from Tusker House. Um that is no longer on the menu, it said. But anyway. Um it was aside so just a green beans and carrots recipe but it was green beans carrots and mushrooms um it had some garlic in there and that was also good the boys did like that one and they said they liked the mushrooms in that one just i don't know why they didn't like the mushrooms and the other thing but so it wasn't mushrooms that had them it was just the way they were in the risotto yeah <laughs> i guess so just they i guess tasted different really different kinds or used the same kind nope i used the exact same kind of mushrooms oh. yeah i guess the difference was for the green beans and carrot recipe you cook the mushrooms i think it was in in butter probably with garlic that may have made the difference. There you go. Um, so I would, I mean, it was just a side, but it was good. Um, probably like a nine, I guess. Um, and then I made another side, it, which is also no longer on the menu, but um, Ohana's uh, cheesy scalloped potatoes. Oh. And those were delicious. <laughs> 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 and the boys didn't say much about that one, so 
but I thought they were delicious, so I'm giving them a 10. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And then I wanted to make a dessert, but I did not. So I'm still going to have to do that sometime. I'll go make Shelby's bread pudding. That's so good. That's so good. Delicious. We did, uh, uh, I used oh, the, yeah, Jeff. the Epcot Festival cookbook. So I don't know if that's cheating or not, but it wasn't at a Disney restaurant. But we made the uh, beer braised beef with Gouda mashed potatoes from the Brazil pavilion. Yeah. I got to tell you, it is the best. It's essentially beef stew. And you serve it over the mashed potatoes. So it looked amazing. Oh, God, it's so, so good. But and I think the trick is something we've never done with our with our beef stew before. This just calls for both tomato paste and brown sugar. And yeah. I think the tomato paste sort of riches it all up, and you need the brown sugar to cut the acidity of the tomato paste. Huh. So it wouldn't it, you wouldn't work with just one of the two. You got to have both. But with both of them in there, it makes the uh, it makes the gravy just absolutely delicious. And it takes a long time. And again, it's the same thing Shelby faced with timing everything to get the mashed potatoes done the same time as your as your beef is. Yeah. But, uh, if you're doing it, you can the beef can sit there because it's a stew. It can just sit there and right, stay right. Oh yeah, yeah. Done. So it's not that big a deal, but. It was so, it was really, really good. And uh, we also, from the Brazilian booth, made, we did this a different night because I forgot to make them the first time, was the Brazilian cheese bread. The Pau yes. de Cuejo. Yes. Brazilian cheese puffs, yeah. in any case. Uh, we had tried this before, and they came out tasting fine, but the consistency wasn't right. If you ever had these at the Food and Wine Festival, they're kind of chewy. Mm-hmm. because they use tapioca flour and they're gluten-free apparently but uh mm. they use tapioca flour and so they're really light they don't weigh a thing they're huge and don't weigh anything and, what is but, tapioca flour it's uh it's a different it's made from tapioca like the tapioca pudding made from i don't know go out there and hunt some tapiocas and grind them up <laughs> but uh, it's hard to find tapioca flour. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily easy to find, but it's it's also very necessary. But it's it's the easiest thing. It's just like it's five ingredients that you pour into a little food processor and whir it up until it's smooth, and then pour it into muffin pins and bake it, and it's easy as pie. I don't know what I screwed up the first time because these came out absolutely perfect. We did our our muffin things are much larger than I think. Like a muffin, they're individual rubber things rather than a, a you know a sheet of muffin. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they're actually a little bigger. So it made yeah. fewer, fewer but bigger things. So they took they probably took about five minutes longer to cook than the recipe said, but and in the end they were absolutely delicious and not hard at all. And I don't know, I would give both of them eight or nine or ten, eight or nine out of ten. The, the, I'll probably give these an eight and the beef stew a ten because that was honestly one of the best beef stew things we've ever had. I mean, the meat just absolutely fell apart. It was so, so good. And it wasn't even outrageously expensive cut of meat either. And just really everything about that. Did, did you just get like a stew meat for it? Yeah. 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 Uh, beef, it's a, just a beef chuck. Roast. Okay. Yeah. Well, as we all know, I cannot cook. So... <laughs> This was a little bit of an interesting thing for me. And let me tell you, it did not go well. So I decided since my favorite meal on property is the beaches and cream tomato soup and grilled cheese, I was going to try to do this. And supposedly the tomato soup at, let me pull it up, um, at K 
Cape May Cafe is the same as Beaches and Cream. They use the same recipe. So it was four cans of plum tomatoes, um, celery, onions, carrots, heavy cream, fresh basil, um, salt, and white pepper, and then tomato paste. But I don't know what I did wrong, you guys, but it was, like, super gritty and, like, almost, like, bitter. I think it has something to do with the basil because I've never really used, like, fresh basil before, like, chopped it and stuff. And the cheeses, I forgot to write down what cheeses that they recommended for the grilled cheese, but it was a little expensive. So I just used, um, like, a cream cheese spread and mozzarella and provolone and cheddar because that's what we had on hand. They said it's usually cream cheese, and then there's six different types of cheeses in their grilled cheese. So... The grilled cheese was cheese. cheese. I know it's a lot, Um, and I actually had this the other day when we were down there. But um, I have to tweak the recipe. The soup was like a four out of ten. Was not good. Would not recommend. But I think that was user error more than recipe error for sure. So we'll have to revisit that. But so what was wrong with the soup? It was like kind of like bitter and like gritty. And I think it's because um, I used to have like a hand immersion blender, but I let somebody borrow it and it never came back to me. So I don't think, I think like that was just, I didn't get it smooth enough things that I tried. Okay. So. I think I need to go grab another immersion blender and then where the bitter would have come from. Well, one of my friends said that it, I may have like the soul can sometimes get bitter. I don't know. Maybe something just wasn't good that I used. I don't know. It just I've made tomato soups in the past. I don't just something just did not go wrong or go right that night. I don't know. Not my favorite, but like I said, I think it was user error because this recipe is super simple, and I tried to pick something simple because I am not a great cook from scratch. So I have a lot of strengths. That is not one of them at all. But that's okay. I want to try. I really want to try the sticky wings from Ohana. That recipe, but that's easy. It is easy. Okay, because the one I found on um, All Ears or something was, like, not simple at all. It had, like, it's, multiple. It's easier than it looks. It has a lot of ingredients, but all you do is mix them together. Yeah, it does have a lot of ingredients. Yeah, it's a ton of ingredients. And it's a tiny bit of a whole lot of things. But it's not hard as far as, I mean, you make a rub and just, like, shake it on your chicken. And then you make a sauce. And it's just a matter of pouring ingredients together to stir them. I mean, it's really, and then bacon everything, but it's really, it's not difficult. It's just, there's a lot of ingredients. So the the recipe is, it looks intimidating because it's so long because there's two different things you have to make and each of them have a thousand ingredients, but mm-hmm. it's really very simple. Don't be intimidated by it. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have been too intimidated. I'll send but... you one my friend wrote me and you'll like it better because it's not, it's written to be friendly. Um... Was there anything that you guys saw that you were like, ooh, I'm going to make that next? Oh, we did. I can't remember what it was now. I've got to look them up. It was something Asian. No, mojo pork. Mojo pork with black bean. That looked delicious. Where's that? Ooh, from? I want that recipe. Where's that at? It's in the... Uh, Is that in your book? It's in this... Yeah, it's in this... Uh... <gasps> you have to take a picture of that one. I will. I want, I want that one. 
I will. Oh, uh, you know what we made in the past was Kahlua pork sliders. You guys ever have those? Oh, yes. Yeah. I made Ooh. those one time. And there, uh, that's a lot of, again, that's a lot of ingredients. They want you to make the rolls. And I didn't. Oh, that well, I that not King Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, that's and what the, the, the pineapple chutney has a lot of ingredients. And uh, then you got to make the mayonnaise, which has some. But the, uh, I, I made them and they came out absolutely. It, it was amazing because we, we brought them over to a friend's house and everybody was like, these taste exactly like the ones from the booth. It was so easy to create. They were really, really good. Yeah. Um, well, my next next trick is going to be the uh, bread pudding. The I like the I like the caramel syrup from the bread pudding. I'm weird about texture. I'm a strange duck. It's fine. I know how strange is, I am. Is there a recipe around for the bread you were talking about, Shelby, for that? Yes. Or is it pineapple coconut bread? Is that around? But on all ears. Yes, there's. it's on all ears. Sorry, my daughter's phone is, like, going off right now. I'm trying to figure out how to turn it off because her phone's newer than mine. How do you... <laughs> uh, pineapple. So I was trying to find a recipe with pineapple, but... Um, so I looked at that recipe, too. I've, I've tried my hand at bread a couple times and with mixed results, but I need to try it more. I saw the recipe for um, coconut curry chicken soup from Animal Kingdom Lodge. It says it's from Boma, but they served that soup in the uh, club lounge, and I loved that soup, so I want to make that. Coconut chicken? Coconut curry chicken. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I made one time you want to talk about overdoing things I made the breakfast lasagna from uh, Crystal Palace oh I saw that recipe and I was like Ooh, yeah that's a lot it is it is you've got to have like your three favorite friends over to eat it even if you only make a little <laughs> And oh my God, it would about it about killed us. I think if any of us would have gotten into a pool afterwards, we'd have sank and drowned. <laughs> they have the um. So John talked the, about that cake being heavy. That's not heavy. Oh yeah, the puff French toast on there too. And I was like, oh, I couldn't oh do God, that either. I'm not that talented. I want to try that though. I want to do that. There was, it was one. fun. It was it was a lot of fun to make, but it was oh my God, it was it was way much. It was a lot. It's a lot made, when you get it there, honestly. It is. I want to make. But you could just get bake. like a little bit of it when you make a whole pan. You're like that one. Oh yeah. Do. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. I want to make the sticky bake from Garden Grill breakfast. That's, yeah. That was. It's just cinnamon. Oh yeah, cinnamon. I just saw that. Just yeah. <laughs> Coated in icing. That's my that's my jam. I, uh, my friend's grandmother's sticky bun recipe I have, and it's almost like the grilled stickies from the college diner, and it makes me happy. <gasps> It's about as close to that as I had. I have her recipe. It's so good. Oh. See if I can't dig it up. I'll send that to you too. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's depressing when you go back and it's not there. It's not? No, it's gone. How's Diner's gone? Gone. <gasps> yeah, they sell them up at the creamery. Yeah, go up to the creamery and get them. Oh. Hmm. The creamery got the recipe? I, and they sell it. They sell. You know how they used to sell them to go with the. A la mode, yeah. Yeah, you could get them in a little box, and it was like the yeah. diner on the outside. Yeah, they still that's how they sell them. Yeah, so whoever does it, but the diner's gone. Oh, that's terrible. Stick of town is changing. Yeah. Wow. What's your What's your next attempt going to be, Sam? 
I don't know. I've been trying to... (laughs) Apparently, my next attempt is just breathing successfully on my own. I don't know. But um, I really want to find a recipe for the strawberry cupcakes at Be Our Guest. Yes. I haven't been successful in finding anything. I'm actually a really good baker. Um, My aunt that passed a couple of years ago was a pastry chef, so... I actually have a really good knack for that kind of stuff. So I think that if I could find a recipe, I could make it work. But usually with that kind of stuff, they use like really premium ingredients that for someone to get for home would be really expensive. So like certain brands and stuff like that. And unfortunately, it doesn't always taste the same if you use a different brand or a different type or whatever. So it might depend on what they recommend. Wouldn't you die though if they were like... Go get a box, Pillsbury strawberry cake mix. Yeah, right. really. And that's why you can't find the recipe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so they were vanilla cupcakes and they had like a strawberry um like a strawberry mousse filling in the middle. So they weren't it wasn't like an actual strawberry cupcake. It was like a, a okay. vanilla filled cupcake with strawberry mousse. And then it had like a white buttercream. But I didn't really love the strawberry mousse, so I would pick around. I would eat, like, around the outsides of it and the frosting. The frosting was really what made the, the whole cupcake. And I was really excited because there was a Olaf cupcake this weekend. Hollywood Studios that had, it was yellow cake with vanilla buttercream on it. And I was like, well, surely it has to be similar, right? Like, yeah. Because you'd think, no. It, like, the buttercream yeah. wasn't even sweet, it was like mm. almost like marshmallowy and not like a true buttercream. I was so sad. Seven ninety nine for a cupcake I didn't even eat. But Allie enjoyed the light up Olaf on it. Came on it. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna make a dessert next. Hopefully strawberry cupcakes. But somebody said that you can actually, I was just looking it up, you can email um, Disney, like their dining people directly and ask for recipes. And supposedly they'll give them to you. If you're at the restaurant and ask them for one, nine times out of ten, they'll, they'll bring it out to you on a piece of paper. There you go. Hmm. So I might try to email and see if I can't get it from them. But, so... Do we have anything else to talk about? Any other thoughts, feelings, opinions? No thoughts. I thought out. Somebody's hitting their mic. Mm-hmm. I'm not even near my mic. <laughs> I was like, my mic's on my shoulder, but it hasn't moved. So we will bring us out, Sam. Sure. Well, that's all that we have this week, folks. As always, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes and leave us a review if you feel so inclined. And if you've made any Disney Parks recipes at home, we would like to hear what your favorites are so we can try some of those next. See you real soon. Mouse Life's theme music provided by Shadows of Life.